0: Welcome to The Mum Show with me, Marina, and my two good friends, Emma Brown and Claire Hooper. Today we're going to be looking at the online world. Is it a wonderful place to open up doors of opportunity and knowledge for our children? Or is it a dark road leading only to despair and gloom? It's a tricky one, don't you think? <laughs> Did you like my dramatic, <laughs> my dramatic edge there? Well, to be honest with you, when um, when I was when my children were four and two, I attended one of these. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of them—the police one workshops for parents—and mm-hmm. it's to raise awareness about the internet and. Up until this point, I was, I was, I'd say I was reasonably savvy, um, but I hadn't any reason to explore it to any great length or extent. And this workshop was harrowing. It was all doom and gloom. And, you know, it shook me to the core that, oh, my goodness, my children, they are growing up in the very worst world possible to them. And it was a couple of weeks after this that um, my daughter was playing in the garden. She was four years old and a little boy from from the village had come and joined us in the garden I didn't know him very well he's nine years old you know he's one of these children that just appear in your garden very sociable and plays with the children and um, him and my daughter were playing out in the garden and everything seemed absolutely fine so I started hanging the washing out and all of a sudden I saw these really excitable squeals coming from the children I was like you know I wonder what they're doing so I walked over to them and I saw that the little boy this nine-year-old boy with my four-year-old daughter had his own mobile phone and he was showing her some pictures and they were both squealing with delight and I thought oh my goodness you know all the stories from this workshop flooding through my head and I said what what are you doing and he said, oh, I'm just showing, just showing Lillia some pictures. And I said, where did you get the pictures from? And he said, my older brother sent them to oh, me. No. Well, by this point, I was in hot and cold sweats. And I said, please hand me the phone this minute. <laughs> and he handed me the phone. And he showed me this picture.
1: <laughs> oh my goodness!
0: And I oh. thought that's not quite what I was expecting yes, to see. At a sigh at of that relief.
1: Point. <laughs> I can imagine. There
0: was a sigh of relief. I laughed so loudly, and I so I thought to myself, "Goodness, what generation are we raising our kids in? You know, that yes. I just a simple moment of play between two children. But yes. the truth is, we are first generation internet mums. Mm. Yeah." We are the first group of mums that are dealing with this unknown. And it's at times, I think, the most exciting thing for our kids. And at times, it can actually be quite scary, can't mm-hmm. it?
2: Well, I just think you're absolutely right. It's, we are, nobody, our parents have no idea what it's like to bring up children in this age with the internet. And um, unfortunately, the kind of work that I do as a therapist with young people, I do see the dark side. I do see um, already very vulnerable children and young people who have got themselves involved in the internet, um, who sometimes have been groomed. Um, and the worst-case scenario has happened, but quite often it's things like they're more susceptible to cyberbullying, mm-hmm. um, and and it can really have a massive impact, a detrimental impact on their mental health. But I think, like your um, kind of funny story has shown us, we've got to to kind of be realistic, and we've got to get some sort of balance because completely, you know, commit, you know, not allowing the internet or just thinking it's dark and we don't want anything to do with it in our house is completely unrealistic, because whether we like it or not it's here and it's here to stay Mm. and our children as young as you know two three four will absolutely know how to use a mobile phone and uh, a tablet so we can't ignore it ignorance is not an excuse
3: no and like for the most part what a wonderful gift yeah Our, our devices and and consoles and games what a wonderful creative just place of exploration i would love for us to I suppose engage with our kids a lot more in what are the possibilities broad rather than just seeing this as a tool of um, a personal thing, you know? I often say to my kids, this is not, your phone is not, it's not your diary. I'll buy you a paper diary if you want a paper diary. But this thing gives you access to the world around you. And with that, we have a responsibility to teach our children how to steward yeah. that, how to live responsibly. And especially because maybe we weren't teenagers growing up with access to that. We're having to learn, a, like, mm. how to behave responsibly, even ourselves. Mm. Um, how do we, what do we say? What do we do? How do we act? What's our footprint? What do people know about you? How do you find out? I know the the possibilities but mm-hmm. to see it as a positive first and foremost and then add in guidance and, you know, methods of, um, I suppose, boundaries and good advice to them that help give your kids the foundation to use it how, you know, how I would see God would want us to use it.
0: Really, for me, I'm learning that knowledge is power. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the more I know about what's out there and the more I know my children, mm. the easier it is for me to be able to reduce fear and, yeah. and really utilise the internet for what it's good for yeah. because it does have its uses and somehow we have to manage that balance don't we yeah, between absolutely. what you're saying which is yeah. people who are victims of it and what you're saying which is nurturing our kids to become masters of it absolutely. which are two different things
3: absolutely
0: should we hear what the children think about it let's yeah, hear what they know. have to say
1: the internet is somewhere um, where you look up stuff and you find pictures, videos, or images—a place to, for people to watch stuff—and it's like something you can like play, play on, or search things. Um, I use the internet for, um, for an example, doing my homework. For pictures of videos about my topic. I use the internet to go on games and Instagram. Print pictures and print for and Hot Wheels things. We everyone has to use it at school to help learn and we do it on a Tuesday in the ICT room. It's bad for your eye but I think it might be very bad. If you were on it and you looked up something bad, it would the internet to you would be bad. If you looked up something good, the internet for you would be good. I don't think it's always a safe place to go. Uh I think bad stuff is Bad to watch and good stuff is good to watch. I think she does because it's helpful for you can find out stuff. Work and finding out new things. Um she uses the internet for her work, pictures and videos. Um I think she does like the internet and because she knows what's going on in other people's lives i love that i think
0: she likes the internet because she knows what's going on in people's lives so true that's so revealing i'm a bit nosy <laughs> oh we all do it Do so, you know the truth is i've established some really nice yeah. friendships with people online that yeah. i never would have come across I and I i've agree. learned so much about people that i wouldn't i wouldn't have learned if yeah. i hadn't of come across people like that. Yeah. But there's a lot of wisdom coming from those kids. Yeah. I don't know if you noticed a bit, is the internet good or bad? Well, it's good if you use it for good, it's, it's so bad good. if you use it for bad.
3: Yeah. I thought that. I'm like, what, that's a great, really simple insight yeah. into into that's the idea. And I think that's what we have to be confident in training our children mm. you know train up a child in the way that they should go and when they were old they won't depart from it I think we have to get confident in our ability to train our children in good things yeah. and sometimes we fear the unknown because we haven't given them options mm. to know what to do in those situations mm. tool them up ready for what they're going to face you don't have to tell them the doom and gloom mm. but you will you can encourage them and talk to them about mm. they're going to face decisions in the future that are going to challenge them and how are you going to approach it, face things as, as a stage of life as they get to it, give them good you know, options and ways forward and problem solving and, and allow them to help problem solve as to what comes next. I think the biggest um, problem in, in that it would be that we don't give our kids enough information. We shield them and then give them access to something so huge, but we don't tool them up ready to know what to do with it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think that's good actually because there's a lot of times when you don't want to have to say something, you don't want to have to explain to them that there are people out there that might want to use the internet to impact them badly, but actually they're kind of like you're sending them out to the wolves unarmed if you don't
2: express those things.
0: Categorically we have to do that as parents, the moment we allow our
2: children some independence with their their technology we have to tool them up with that knowledge and we can do that in an age appropriate way and we don't need to scare the the living daylights out of them but we absolutely do need to tool them up and to let them know that although we trust them on the internet, that the big wide world, there are people yeah. that we, don't, we can't control how they respond. Yeah. And it's, it's so important for them to, to stay safe. I was actually really encouraged by my 12-year-old, um, has just kind of, they've all been given iPads for school. Mm. Um, and she's just about starting this real good social networking and using social media, um, just on kind of messenger at the moment, yeah. and she was in a group chat with some friends at school, and she got really upset the other night because she um, chose to leave the group chat because um, there were things on there that, that were making her f- actually a couple of boys were swearing, uh, and she left the chat, and it, she found that really hard to do, mm. but... At the same time, she knew she had to because it didn't feel right. And I think that's that's what we're saying. We have to trust that what we've instilled in our children from really early on will equip them to make, you know, not always the right decisions, but, you know, we can equip them. And and the fact that she came to tell me, I was really encouraged that we could have that open discussion with each other about
0: it. And I was able to say, I'm so proud of the choice you made just then. And I think that's really nice. I think when our children go online, we have yeah. to be prepared to walk that journey with them. Yeah. You know, And she's invited you in on that journey and said, Mum, this is what's going on and this is what's happening. But, you know, I don't think teenagers particularly that I've seen, that I've worked with, haven't always felt confident and they've had to face um, online bullying alone or they've Mm -hmm. had to face Mm -hmm. criticism alone and these things that we would never let them face alone in the real world, they'll face alone in the virtual world and I was really privileged in the sense that I got to see this when my children were very small and so I've been aware that that's kind of potentially in their future and one of the things I've started doing with my kids is I'll, I'll ask them permission for everything do you like this photo? Can I share it? Am I yeah. okay to share that? That was a funny story you told me. Can I share that story? Yeah. And I think as parents, mm. if we we need to invite our our mm. children on our internet journey, Absolutely. you know, I, it makes my skin crawl when you see people shaming their kids online, oh, yeah. and you yeah. just go, oh, we just, you know, we need to yeah. try and stay away from that. If we can invite them on our journey, yeah. there's more of a chance they'll invite us to join yeah. their internet journey. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, how are you dealing with this, Claire? Because you've got the teenagers. Yeah. You're the teenage mum on the couch. Yeah. (laughs) How are you managing the different kind of
3: boundaries and how those have to change as your kids get older? Yeah. I mean, we set like a like a list of about 20 guidelines that were fun and but were like. Putting down like a, a list of things that we felt were the right way to approach it, what devices were for, like you know why we, why we, we would buy you a phone, why we would give access, what do we do at bedtime? We all take our phones at the end of the day and we put mm-hmm. them and plug them outside, or we have done over a period of time. My boys are a little bit older now, so don 't need that so much, but also to to talk about how my role in their life is to coach is continually to coach them towards good things, and so along the way. I'm going to have to do spot checks because I just need to know that what, mm-hmm. what areas you need still need guidance in, whether that relationship is, is a healthy relationship. And I think I just said earlier on about the diaries being a private mm-hmm. thing, happy to buy you a paper diary whenever you want, but mm-hmm. when you put anything here or explore anything here, that's public, mm-hmm. and, I, and, and actually you're not going to know on your own. And why would I leave them on their own to make that decision? Mm-hmm. It would be foolish of me to, to, to put that much pressure on anybody yeah. for the accountability, and that's a biblical model. You mm-hmm. see, I would say that... The devil wants to counterfeit anything, and community is how God intended us to live. That's mm. why we crave community. It's why, why social media is, is so huge, because it's so inhuman beings. It's so how God hardwired us for community. But Satan wants to create covert communities mm. that look a little bit like how communities should be in the Bible, but are not. They may give you a sense of the ability to belong to something but you never fully feel like you're able to take your place and so mm. we have to find a way I think I believe of teaching our children what biblical community mm. looks like, being at church, being in small groups, mm. engaging in that local church process in, with being with other believers and finding mm. freedom in that relationship.
0: And I think as well you know off the back of that is teaching our kids what freedom looks like yeah. you know and what, and what biblical freedom looks yeah. like. I think it's so hard now I think there is a wave culturally that parents are frightened to parent parents are frightened to feel like they're invading their child's space and Absolutely, we've come yeah. so far from the days where um, it was okay to be controlling it's okay to be domineering what yes, I say goes really, children are true. seen and not heard we've come yeah. so far from that but it's like you're saying about Satan wanting to counterfeit mm. he will counterfeit freedom mm. and he yeah. will make f- neglect appear like freedom he will make isolation and loneliness look like freedom and it's not freedom and God's placed us as their parents and it's okay for us to be totally involved and there's so much heart connection I think you know when we when we come at that from a place of I'm doing this because I want your freedom you know the person who is bullied online is not free the person who is addicted to the internet is not free you know and I think that it's it's you know showing them like you say what that biblical model of freedom looks like and exploring that Mm -hmm. i think it's um interesting emma because looking at it from a therapy point of view we are first time Mm. internet mums but our kids are first time internet kids Mm. as in they're the first generation of kids raised by mums online you know i often think about i saw um You know, some of the things people put about their children, some of the things I've posted, I sometimes think, are you going to be okay with that Mm, when I'm older? When you get older, are you going to feel like I've exposed your life without really asking you? Mm. And, you know, you sometimes worry about where's the priority? If I'm just sending this message or just putting this update when they need me, what messages am I sending to the children am i saying to them in my behavior actually you know you're right the online world is more important because right now this has a greater priority Mm -hmm. to mums you know what from a therapy point of view from a mind and a development point of view are we seeing impacts for these children that are growing up with internet distracted mothers (laughs) i think i think we are yet to see the full impact
2: um but i think it's probably going to be quite significant and quite huge and far-reaching and beyond probably what we can even conceive at the moment and that's not to scare everybody out (laughs) there but we are we were you know like like claire said god created us um to have relationship and relationship with him and relation we are born hardwired for interacting and communicating and connecting Mm. with with others and babies are hardwired for all of that stuff, and they, the, but the person that they want to connect to is their parent, mm-hmm. um, and that 's their absolute that 's their heart 's desire it 's their focus of attention that is all they 're interested in is is having that connection with their parent mm-hmm. and if as, us as parents are so involved with with what 's going on in this little box in our hand that we, we can 't we find it really hard to put down then our babies are going to miss out mm. and actually there's been studies with um, babies that um, you know you could r- fill a room full of the most amazing toys and you'd put a mobile phone in there and the baby will always go for the mobile phone mm. because they can see and recognise that that is the object of their parents desire so I want a piece of that. Yeah. Um, and actually, it's it, you know it's real it's really significant, and I think the other thing about you know babies, we I think the temptation is, is because of all the kind of marketing and clever marketing about um, you know using um, technology for very young children. It can we, we, again we don 't know the full impact of this, but what we do know, and there have been studies that even um, kind of programs that are built te- technology programs that are built to, to, to improve our children 's language ability to speed it up preschool, you sit your child in front of this mm. screen and they will learn their alphabet quicker. Mm. Um, we know now that that is not true, that actually it has the opposite effect mm. it, it, it hinders their development because what babies need, first and foremost, is being in a relationship with yeah. a live other person, yeah. not a screen. Mm. Yeah. Um, and any time that is spent for a baby, particularly an under three, yeah. in front of a screen is time away from being in connection yeah. and in relationship with, with with another. And that's detrimental. Mm. And we need to really, really take note of that because we do not know yet what the full implication of allowing our babies, yeah. whose brains are so vulnerable um, and, you know, we, we just don't know what the impact's going to be. Yeah. So my point of view would be minimal, minimal
0: contact for an under three-year-old in front of a screen. Mm. When, you, when you hear it like that, it's quite, you know, it's, it's hard to swallow when you think of all the times that yeah. you've got distracted or you've allowed this or you've allowed that. And we all want to be the sort yeah. of mums that get our kids to run in the woods and play outside yeah. and bake cakes and explore. We didn't set up to be mums. We didn't yeah. start out to be mums that get distracted. And I just think of that, um, you know, that verse in the Bible when it says, do not tire of doing good. Yeah. <laughs> because it's so hard as mums sometimes. Yeah. We can get really tired and it's so yeah. easy to pull the Internet out or we can get distracted I'm bored of watching the same TV programs with my kids sometimes it's easier to check what's going on on Facebook yeah. but I think for me the key has been being intentional yeah. Yeah. there are intentional times when I yeah. look at my phone there are intentional times when you can go on the line let's not have this access we wouldn't do it with anything else where you can just kind of yeah. pick things up as and when you choose we, we have to monitor it
3: for them don't yeah. we we have to filter yeah. them I think it's the holding the tension right, Mm -hmm. Um, like especially when it comes to this. Now, this is a portable. World that we carry, especially mums with phones, and like like when you would not expect your child to interrupt you while you were in a conversation. These are now conversations. So I think there's an appropriateness at which we say, "I'm actually in a conversation. I'm not just on a phone. Mm. I'm actually in a conversation," and and understand the difference between that and then using it as a place to disappear to. There are two Mm. two different things we've got to proactively use our use what we have for the, the for the good, and be careful that we're not using it for the escape. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes I just come home from work, switch it on silent, turn it upside down so I can't even see it, and leave it in another room mm-hmm. for a period of time. Mm-hmm. And then only when I think all oh, the kids have had enough of my time, I've made tea, I've sorted the dog, I'll then actually pick it back up and use it. Like a book, I'm not a big book reader, but mm. I learn a lot from that. So for me, it's been a brilliant tool to learn from as well. But it's the tension, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Definitely. I'm not using it to escape, but using it, using it to stay. It's almost mean, like um, having a lodger in your
0: house. Yeah. But you have to kind of decide how much much value you're going to give this thing. How much time are we going to give this thing? How much are we going to allow this to speak in? Because honestly, at times, I've been able to go online and get just what I need. And I've been able to go and get teaching from the churches on the other side of the world that I wouldn't even know about from incredible speakers. And I'm like, wow, you are speaking into my life right now. I've been able to get so much at times online. But then amongst all of that, there's times to just, you know, you can just scoop up so much much rubbish, so much stuff that's of no good. You kind of have to get that balance, don't you? What are we looking for here in our family?
2: I think the the key is that we need to control technology and not allow technology to control us and that if we hold on to that truth and that that's our kind of baseline the moment that we see that slipping and it will slip i'm i i can recognize times where i can feel like i'm getting pulled into things when actually i should be spending time doing other things Mm. um so we will we will all you know experience that from time to time but if you kind of hold that in mind do not let the the technology control you you're in control of it Mm. i think that's a, a good place to start isn't it
0: Definitely, yeah, definitely. Have we got? Do you want to share a tip, Emma? What would you say?
2: Um, I really like your idea, Claire, of kind of take it, you know taking technology out at bedtimes uh you know and kind of being interested in the brain as i am um i'm really interested in the effects of using screens before sleep Mm. um and we again we know that uh, and it's a different part it's not quite the same as watching tv because you're using a different part of your brain when you're using technology you're you're kind of um it's a different part of the brain you're not passively just watching something Mm. you're actively involved in it Um, and we know that, that that absolutely affects the production of melatonin which is the chemical that we need in our bodies that helps us realize it's time for sleep so it stops producing melatonin while we're on our technologies so my top tip would be give yourself an hour Give yourself yeah. an hour before bed if mm. at all possible and the same for your teenagers and young people. Mm. And if that means that you have a rule like Claire taking the technology out of the room, getting it plugged in on the landing so that it's not temp- mm. the temptation isn't there, then fantastic. Because yeah. we all know that lack of sleep then you know, has a yeah. you know, massive far-reaching impacts on us and on our children. Yeah. So that would be mine.
0: I like that. That's a good one. Be a master of your technology. Not letting it be a master of you mm-hmm. i think for me um it, i think it would be very easy for us as a family we're not really I, we don't spend a lot of time online my children don't they're very outdoorsy so i could be quite a, an internet snob for that because you know my children like to be outside all the time they're not they're not on the internet but but actually, there's probably a lot of children out there that are our future computer programmers, that our future techies, yeah. that will probably change space travel and medicine and all yeah. sorts. Um, and I think the scripture that comes to my mind, we've discussed it already, is train up a child in the, way they should go, uh, in the way they should go, and they will not depart from it. And there is, I think there's something about joining your child on their internet adventure. Mm, Join absolutely. your child so that you can find out what can you do, what are your abilities, what your possibilities you know where can we take this adventure when we do go online my little boy has a passion for motorsports and actually it's great for him he can find out so much information and i do not doubt that that boy will one day be involved in that kind of work he absolutely loves it and he will often get inspired on youtube and then get into the workshop with his dad to make something so i think you know where there could be snobbery or a point of fear of you know I don't, want to, I don't want my kid to go too down this line. Actually, join them on it. Mm. Teach them how to use it wisely. Teach them how to become, as you said, really masters of it and, um, and enjoy the adventure with them and see what, see what your little genius could create. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that is bad. Should I do mine? Yeah, go for it. I'm going to use my phone, a device for my top tip for the online world. Is that all right? <laughs> Absolutely. On my Bible app, which is a brilliant resource. In Psalm 91, it says this, Say this, God, you are my refuge. I trust in you and I am safe. That's right. He rescues you from hidden traps, shields you from deadly hazards. His huge outstretched arms protect you. Under them, you are perfectly safe. And I think as parents, if we can model what our Father God models to us, about keeping them safe, about stretching out our arms, and just get some practical tools to help you. I've got a great app that I use called Our Pact, and it helps me to direct the amount of time, how long, and schedule those times. There are many of them out there. Find something. Guidelines that work for your family, um, a routine, a, a process, something that helps support your family. We used to have this calendar. I am conflict averse with my children sometimes. I don't like to be the bad guy. I don't want to play bad cop. I want to be good cop. So we had this calendar and we used to write on this is a console day, this is a non console day. And then they'd come to me and they'd say, Mum, can we go on the PlayStation today? And I go, What does the calendar say? Mm. And so you just find ways that help you to put the things and the foundations in your family that you want to put in your family. You have so much more control to put in great foundations to help your kids flourish in the world that we live in. I love that one.
0: I like that. That's awesome. In fact, I'm going to borrow that one too. (laughs) Wow, the online world, so much to think and to talk about, and we have only just touched the subject. If you want to hear more or get some more information, please do hop over to our website at promiselegacy.com and get involved. Send us a message. We would love to hear your thoughts. Thank you once again for joining us, and God bless.